Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. This week we have a Tuesday Q&A little mini episode. And this week's question is about fullness. How do I know when to stop eating? And I think, I don't know about you ladies, but I, that was something that I always struggled with was like knowing when to stop eating. Like what's the level of fullness I should be stopping at? Have you guys experienced a similar thing? Yeah. 100%. Um, it's kind of, it's a weird feeling because you like, especially if we go back to childhood habits, you're always taught to just like clear your plate, all of that kind of thing. And so you don't really like tune into what's going on with your body. So yeah, I struggled with it for a long time. I was like, I don't know how to stop eating or when to stop eating. This is weird. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Same with me. For me, it was that part of us a little bit different. Like the why it was because I didn't really think about the fact that how my body felt had anything to do with when I should start or stop eating. It was, first of all, when I was overweight, I just ate because I wanted to eat. Didn't matter whether I was hungry or full. I never literally didn't think about it. And then as I was working on losing weight, it was always about like, well, how many calories do I have? I would eat when I had calories and stop eating when I didn't. It didn't matter it didn't matter how I felt for a really long time. And so that was a really new skill for me to learn that I should be at all paying attention. Mm. Yeah, totally. What about you, Marcy? Yeah, I agree with Kim. I've been following, you know, a meal plan or macros. Um, we just talked about this on our last mini episode. You know, I've worked with a coach for so long and they have always given me, yeah, either a meal plan or macros to follow. And I am kind of a perfectionist and a little bit of a control freak. And it's like, I have to do everything by the book perfectly. I have to be that, you know, really perfect client. So that, which really came down to like my own feelings of worthiness. (laughs) And if I wasn't perfect, then I would feel really bad about myself and like wanting to look good in that coach's eye. So I would just do exactly what I was told. And I remember probably like four years ago, I was working with a coach to help me reverse diet. And I had, which means like I am eating more calories. I am someone who is a, like literally a bottomless pit. So (laughs) this discussion is kind of difficult for me because I feel like I can eat and eat and eat and like never get that. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so full. Um, But there was a time when I was doing the reverse diet where I was eating like 250 grams of carbs a day. And my diet was fairly restricted at that point because I was dealing with some gut health issues and all that. So I was having to like fit those or eat foods to fit that 250 gram number. It was like fruit and squash and sweet potatoes, like very, very high volume food, which was filling. And I remember like, yeah, kind of force feeding myself, even though I was not technically hungry. I knew that I was feeling a little bit full. Like I still could have eaten more, 
but I was just doing it to hit the numbers. And that was kind of screwed up. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of crazy how we can get so out of uh, tune though. It's crazy how we can get so out of tune with our own like hunger and fullness cues just based on numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I would say the the majority of my clients do track macros, at least in the beginning. And if they come to me with a fat loss goal and I give them macros, like a lot of times they are not able to hit those numbers right away. And they're saying, oh my gosh, this is so, so much food. I'm so full. And I'll say, okay, like don't try to hit them right out of the gate. Um, because I want them to develop that skill of listening to when they are hungry, when they are full. And if you're a little bit low one day, you know, that's not a big deal. I I try not to let that happen too often because I think some like rebound hunger can result, uh, because your body really does like consistency, but yeah, just saying to them, okay, let's like slowly work your way up to these numbers. Um, so that you do understand what it feels like to feel hunger and fullness because that is going to be very beneficial when you do transition into maintenance or just more of a mindful eating approach. Totally. Yeah. I think that would be actually a great way to um, like the next question that I have for you guys and I can answer it first, but is like, how, like, what does feeling full feel like? Like what's a, how do you know when you're done eating? And for me, I think of like the hunger scale as a scale from one to 10 and I probably eat to like a seven and a good rule of thumb I use is like, if I had to, could I either do 10 jumping jacks or like sprint down the street right now? And if I've eaten too much, then I would not want to do that because I would probably feel like it's going to come right back up. So for me, that's the like, that's my fullness meter of like, okay, I could totally eat more, like, yes, but I'm probably good right here. And I know that's like the the tricky line to kind of follow. Like some days I, maybe I'm more closer to an eight or eight and a half. And sometimes maybe I didn't eat enough, but finding that middle ground around like between a seven and an eight and feeling like I can do 10 jumping jacks right after I eat is a good place for me. Uh, What about you, Sarah? Um, I was just thinking about that and thinking, what, what do I, what do I do? I think for me, um, I do this thing so if I'm getting to the point of being full I will I will stop and if I'm getting if I'm getting at the point where I've, I've literally had enough I'll, I'll do this thing with my hands I kind of just put my hands on my belly which is kind of a sign to me that okay I'm kind of like I've kind of filled if you know what I mean yeah and then if I then pick the plate back up and start eating again then I'm going to be too full because my body's saying to me yo yeah this is this this is enough now cut it off and if I eat too much I get kind of quite tired afterwards if I tip over that edge and kind of I'm into that kind of thing whereby if I if you asked me to do 10 jumping jacks I would probably you know collapse on the not floor want to. yeah not want to. yeah so I actually really like what you just said then I've not really thought so I'm going to use that tonight I'm going to be like could I do 10 jumping jacks <laughs> Totally. The other thing I noticed, I don't know about you guys, but I have to, I like when I hit my perfect hunger, it's like I, my body gives me a breath. Mm. I don't know if that's just me, but I'm I'm eating and I'm, I'm pretty mindful. And and then all of a sudden it's like, (sighs) yeah. And that's usually like, I'm like, Oh, 
And sometimes I want more bites because it tastes good, but, and I, I sometimes will, whatever, but uh, I noticed that that's almost like a, it's an, it's an automatic thing. Like I don't consciously do that and it helps me stop. And I'll usually have water and I'm like, if I can't chug water right now, then that also probably means I ate a little too much. So it's kind of like reverse engineering, like when you're going to stop. Yeah. Um, Kim, you're shaking your head. <laughs> What's coming up for you? With I, I liked all the things you had to say there, Sam. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, similarly to you, I do pay attention to, will I be able to move just how I want to move when I am done this meal? For me, one of the big things um, that I work with my clients on is eating slower so that you can pay attention to any of this. I am literally the world's slowest eater. So I've got this working in my favor naturally. I just eat slowly. Um, and it really helps. So when you sit down and I'm very mindful about eating and I pay attention. And so then you have to know like, well, what am I paying attention to? Kind of when the food stops that really pleasurable, like, you know, when you're first eating and you're hungry and you know, the food, that's when the food tastes best. Right. And, and after those initial bites, really being mindful, putting my fork down, paying attention, like, am I really hungry? Does this just taste good? Um, Am I just sitting here killing time so I don't have to get back up and go back to work? Like, what am I really feeling right here? Um, and, you know, the physical sensation that I am looking for is I want to be satisfied. I don't want to have any lingering hungry hunger. I, I want to feel like I enjoyed my meal, but I do want to be able to get up and move. If I wanted to get up and go out for a walk right then, I don't want to have that like heavy, I have to unzip my pants feeling. I want to stop short of that. And that takes practice. It really does take practice. And that's something I work with my clients on to help them practice that because it doesn't necessarily come naturally. Yeah, totally. I think like questioning for me, it's like questioning every bite. Once I notice that point of um, if the food starts to be less pleasurable, like it has less of taste, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, every bite that I eat, why am I eating this? Am I eating it? Cause it tastes good. And I want more, or am I eating it? Cause I'm hungry. And, or like, you know, to that line of, I'm just trying to eliminate hunger, not chase fullness. That for me was something I always was like, I want to be full. Like, cause I don't want to be hungry because then I'm going to have to eat. And it was like preventing, it was like mm-hmm. eating more to prevent eating again yeah. And it was like this crazy mind fuck cycle. The just in case mindset. Yeah. Now because I might get hungry and or just in case I get hungry in like a couple of hours. Right. It's That's so pop- common. Pop- and it's really yeah. important to push back against that. Okay. So what if you do get hungry, right? Like yeah. you ain't right. gonna it's go. Like, it's like eat you again. You can eat again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. What about you, Marcy? Uh in terms of what exactly, I thought that I already ta- talked about my experience. Your um, your fullness. So, how do you oh. recognize when you are full, or do you just <laughs> stick to your macros? I like literally don't get full. It's one of the reasons I will be honest that I like tracking is because I know that I could very easily overeat because I don't get that fullness feeling very easily. Like I have to eat a lot of food. Not that I don't feel satisfied. I definitely feel satisfied. I know when I've had enough and when I no longer feel those hunger pains, but yeah, like for me, it's not an emotional thing. I have really come to the point where I don't use food anymore for emotional reasons. Like I just really like how it tastes, (laughs) you know, it's It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I'm just being honest. Like, food is enjoyable to me. And I have no shame in saying that. So, yeah, I could, like, 
eat more than maybe I need to just because it brings me enjoyment, not because I'm trying to numb any feeling necessarily. So yeah, I still stick to my macros. And one thing that I was talking to a client about earlier today, because she was like, she's tracking macros again right now. And she's like, sometimes I just feel like I try to manipulate them a little bit too much. So I'll save up a bunch for the end of the day. And that can be kind of a slippery slope. So what I told her, and this is something I do for myself, is I know how many meals per day I like to eat that makes me feel good, that makes me, um, like that balances my hunger, my energy, my cravings, all of that. And I just stick to that number of meals in approximately the same size every time I eat because I know that is what works for me. And I won't feel overly full. I won't feel overly hungry. And you don't have to count macros to do that. You can just use, you know, the the plate method. So, and yes, it can take a little bit of trial and error to figure out what that is for you. But like some people don't like eating a lot of vegetables because it makes them too full or like too much protein makes them too full. So kind of like having that template, so to speak. So maybe it's one quarter to half of your plate is veggies, one quarter of your plate is protein, one quarter of your plate is protein or carbs, and just experimenting with that to, fe- to find out what is the amount of food that feels good to me, where I don't feel overly full, but I'm still not hungry at the end, and 20 minutes later, scouring the pantry or the refrigerator for more food. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I think generally, like, you guys, it's a, it's a practice, right? It takes so long to really like hone in on your hunger and your fullness. And so the first, the first thing that you can do is just try it, like just practice being mindful of, you know, after your plate is about halfway done, how are you feeling? Like, do you need the rest of it? Like, where are you at with it? Why are you eating? And just get curious around your own fullness and kind of ask after each bite, like, why am I eating? And it's a good practice. It's a good thing to get in the habit of doing because, then it becomes just a mind, a mind, it becomes mindless. You're just, you are so used to not eating past fullness that it feels good. Um, so yeah. any, any last remarks from you guys? Yeah, I do. I have one last remark, which just kind of came up when you were saying that. So a couple of years back when I was first getting into more like nutrition coaching, especially for online clients, because it's not something that I work with too extensively with my in-person people. Like for some reason, they just don't really want to hear about it. So I was just gaining more education for myself. How do I become a better coach? And Kim, you'll appreciate this because I know you are a fan as well of Georgie Fear. So Mm -hmm. she is a habits-based nutrition coach and she had run a program all about how it was a group program, all about how to lose weight with out counting numbers, you know, without tracking macros, all of that, but by using the habit approach that she had developed for herself and that she uses with clients. So I joined that group, even though I was tracking at the time, just to learn more methodologies, so to speak. And I started to experiment it on myself. And I have always been, or was like a member of the clean plate club, like for sure. Um, I would eat everything just because again, like I never felt overly full from my meals. And one of the habits that she had us work on was like purposely leaving bites behind. And I think that that can be really helpful to 
develop that sense of trust that, okay, I can do this and everything is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. If I stop and Kim, you talk about this on your stories all the time, like the bites left behind. Yeah. So if you can start doing that and just developing that practice and developing that trust in yourself, I think it can be really empowering to know like, okay, I stopped before I was overly full when I was satisfied, not stuffed and oh my gosh, the world didn't end. I didn't have massive cravings. I, you know, wasn't eating more 30 minutes later or whatever. And yeah, like everything is okay. I can do this. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it's that that's a lot of what this is really is like the trust, right? Cause it's kind of, it can be scary to stop eating and be like, Oh my God, when am I going to eat again? Right? Like you're, right. You can eat again in a few hours, but I think we we are to- so totally like scared to to stop because like then what you know like yeah. what happens next? Yeah, and just also like eating without distractions, you know. So plating your food, bringing it to the table, sit down, eat mindfully, be present, eat slowly, chew your food all the way. All that stuff can be really helpful. Totally. Um, something just to close on was um, I, I taught a workshop on this like a few weeks ago. And one of the things we were talking about is making the meal last as long as possible. Like you want to savor each bite, right? Like mm-hmm. see how long you can make the meal last. And I was like, think of it like an orgasm. Like you don't want it to end. <laughs> I was like, the longer you can make each bite last and keep you satisfied, the better. Like, you know, and it's like, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's really true. Like when you can really take each bite and be like, yeah, like so present and mindful, you don't need as much as you think. Like you just, you really don't. And when you can get into the habit of being mindful and aware of that, it is really empowering. And you end up probably starting to have a healthy relationship with food as well. So yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your experiences and hopefully you listeners can, um, start to navigate your fullness cues even better and feel better about putting down the fork, leaving leaving bites behind, and just feeling good. Love you guys, and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.